the third window from the right two flights up by the third window from the right the third Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Third Window Films podcast. My name is Ben and with me is... Adam from Third Window Films. And yeah, this show is a celebration of all things Third Window Films from the perspective of the fan being me and the man himself being Adam Terrell. Boom! (laughs) Is that my cue? No. (laughs) You think they're weirder. (laughs) (laughs) But that was it. Amazing. Well, you may as well be now. Uh, (laughs) Look, guys, we've got a really special episode today because 12 months ago, Adam and I started this crazy podcast journey together. (laughs) Um, And yeah, pretty much, you know, to the day, it's been it's been a year. So this is kind of our birthday episode. Um, And, you know, whilst we're normally pretty kind of low energy, (laughs) you know, talking about fart sniffing uh, Japanese uh, (laughs) independent cinema, I thought, why don't we have a party this time around? And, oh, uh, man. Yeah, and if you want to have a party, there's only uh, one person that comes to mind for us. So, yeah, we've got a very special guest today. Um, it's a gentleman you might know as Cyborg Joe uh, yes. from, the, uh, from the synth pop rock duo, the, the Lethal Weapons. Yes, thank you very much for having me, you guys. Um, yeah, dude. Wow, I'm so intimidated right now. Party... It's it's nine thirty p.m. <laughs> it's oh man, I'm not in the party mood. Is that all right? Am I gonna ruin the show, dude? It's one thirty p.m. here for me, so oh, don't worry okay. about it. <laughs> Yo, and I I saw like the other guest you had on, you had like Tom Mess on a couple of times. You had some doctors on. I'm like, am I, is it all right? Am I all right to be on this? Like, oh man. Look. Hey man, you are one of my favorite people on Twitter, and whenever, <laughs> whenever whenever I post about films, you're always like, either I fucking love that film, or I haven't seen this yet, and I have to see it. Yeah, and that's why I was like, that's what we want on this show: people that are yeah. excited about film. Oh man, and I love what you do on Twitter too, man. You're just, um, you just, you just start those threads. Just uh, 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 spilling your passion about these obscure films and. I'm like, yes, like, uh, you know, just not many people are doing that. I'm like, we need more of that. And it also like kind of relit the fire under my ass too, to, to like get back into films. Cause I just haven't, I got, I like, I love films and that's what brought me to Japan, but I, I got out of it because, um, you know, cause of the music, basically I've been focusing on that and just had not have time to dig into, you know, Japanese films or any kind of like obscure films that, you know, is really what is kind of my first passion was films. For sure. So that's kind of yeah, what I wanted to talk that. about. Cause I mean, Adam's in the same boat, you know, he's like, I watch a film over three nights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. it's, it's tough, but um, yeah. I guess for our, our listeners who maybe haven't heard of you or your band, because we've got a lot of over here in the UK and in the US who, I don't know if the Lethal Weapons are huge over there as well. Um, but if you want to just kind of introduce your, your band and what you, you do. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, so I'm Cyborg Joe. I'm the vocalist of the Lethal Weapons. Um, we're based out of Japan. Um, you know, most of our songs are in Japanese. We're, like you said, uh, synth, power, pop, rock, 80s kind of 
band you know it's a weird genre we're in but um definitely if you're into like 80s and 90s japanese and american like pop culture we're sort of like a homage gag yeah, band sure. um but we're a good time we try to we try to bring uh the good time to stage um <clears throat> it's funny though so because some of your songs are like just hilarious like you are motherfucker or uh surely <laughs> doesn't come out but then yeah. like I was listening to Spotify earlier and then like shake, shake will come on. And I was like, yeah, this is just a really kind of straight fucking awesome pop song. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just a no... pop song about trying to get paid and, uh, exactly. You know, surviving as a salary man, which I love, you know, so you've got the comedy side of things, but you've also just got like absolute pure bangers. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my partner, Aiki, Aiki though, he writes, he writes all the songs, he writes all the music, the lyrics. Um, even like the the weird bad English, which like at first I was like, oh my god, this what'd you do? Google Translate? He's like, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, can I correct this? And I tried to correct it, and I was like, ah, that yeah, it kind of takes out the the funk, you know? Yeah. So we just left all the bad English in there. I don't know, and it just it's for me, it's just funnier as a you know it guy totally works. born and raised in America who's singing terrible english with japanese it just kind of adds to the flavor i guess but yeah it's like 80s action star in particular like the way you're yeah. kind of saying terminator or mel gibson <laughs> and like it kind of works the phonetically doing it in japanese yeah yeah, I love yeah, yeah. It. booty 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 bruce willis <laughs> <That's what I've laughs> been saying. um i don't know how the kind of english is like the most amazing thing ever like it's oh, like, it's japanese english and it's so strange that like when I, if you speak English, you know, there's this, you have your, your Japanese and then you have words that were never, that aren't Japanese words are written in English with this, this format called katakana. And the problem is they become phonetic. And if mm. you speak, even if it's an English word that they're, you, the Japanese are using, and if you speak that word in English, they won't understand it. So you have to speak that word, that English word, like a Japanese person would understand it or else they won't. Exactly. And the problem is, is if you get used yeah. to that, then like I'll go back home to like England and like speak to my mum and she'll be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Like, like because yeah. I'll be speaking like the way that a Japanese person, my English would be become like this katakana English. Yeah. But like if you if you know like both sides, like 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 Joe's songs are really really funny in that respect because it's like it's like the way that like how bad Japanese are like sort of messing up our language, but but only <laughs> uh, we we know that how bad they're messing it up and all that. Like it's it's all these layers to it that are like a uh, you know yeah. It, it, great if you if you live in japan and speak japanese and you're a foreigner yeah and i think that plays um that's really that's a really good point and i think that plays to uh the people who do know the lethal weapons overseas in english-speaking countries i think they appreciate that aspect yeah they appreciate like the like the deep like you know japanese cultural references that have translated overseas but also like the language things that are like oh this guy is this this white dude american white dude is singing in katakana japanese which is messed up but it's weird because he's american he shouldn't be singing like that you know what i mean so it's like i feel like people like the real nerds out there it'll translate pretty well yeah um but uh, yeah, but for the most part, like our music is pretty. It's pretty. Um, it's the most popular in Japan. So I mean, I would love for it to. I would love to go overseas and do shows and 
in the states in in Europe and stuff like that. But uh, I don't I don't think it's caught on yet. Well, funnily, I always thought the the, the thing about that your band is 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 strange because um I surprisingly actually didn't think that um Japanese really knew about or, or had the irony or or were so into like eighties like like Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I mean, I never really I thought like Americans, especially right now, like eighties sort of like pop culture is really really popular. So yeah, I yeah, thought your yeah. band would be super super like popular with with Westerners. But 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 then yeah. you're doing it in Japanese. Obviously, Westerners don't can't can't understand the the, yeah, the gags sort of behind the, it. That's the first wall. So like the the <laughs> foreigners would have to like appreciate Japanese culture first, and then be like, oh, they're talking about '80s action stars, you know, American '80s action stars, and like appreciate that aspect next, I guess. Mm. Um, but it, it surprised me too. It, but but you know, most of our audience is like you know, forty five year old dudes. So it's like. <laughs> And they come to our shows and they're just like, you know, raising their fists, rocking out. And they're Japanese, so they follow all the rules, which are, you know, when you go to shows, you you wear the mask and you don't you don't speak or sing along. You just raise your fists or clap your hands. And they're really good about following the rules. Um, I love but, that. It's uh, like regimented rock. Exactly. Well, that's what it is. Like a, a lot, all of our music basically is like really dependent on the audience like the call yeah. and response parts you know mm-hmm. um so like we really need that that audience as like the third vocalist i guess for sure <clears throat> man i'm coming well my plan is to come to japan for the first time next year oh, i yeah. really really hope i can catch because you're doing a 2023 tour aren't you yeah i really would love to see one of your shows <laughs> yeah. man it'd be so cool yeah man um are you gonna be in tokyo mostly or uh you know what it's still in the planning phase at this point so who knows but yeah potentially because we have we have a couple shows in tokyo and then like osaka sapporo fukuoka aichi uh like nagoya and stuff like that but um if you're gonna be in tokyo that'd probably be the best place to see us hell yeah we'll have a few shows there but yeah, talking about what you were just saying earlier, I, whenever I listen to your song for the first time, I watch it on YouTube, so I have yeah. the subtitles, you know? And then yeah, yeah, once yeah. I've done that once, I'm like, I can listen to it on Spotify now, and I've got it. Oh, you nice. Know? Yeah, you got the image right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we've made music videos for all of our songs. Exactly. Which which is like, that was the plan of um, of uh, Aikido. That he was like, we have to make music videos for every song. And at but first, like... Just like Oh, sorry. I was no, no, no. I, well, I was just gonna say, like, the first album was okay because it was like you know eleven or twelve songs, so it was like that's fun. But we we've kept doing it, and we've got so many videos now. It's just like, oh man, I hope green screen never gets old. I was gonna say they're really scrappy kind of DIY they're, videos, though. So dude, yeah. yeah, it looks DIY, like fun. Exactly. It is fun, <laughs> man. It is fun. I remember all your videos that you were making before you started the Lethal Weapons. Like uh, you were doing like strange videos in like Izakaya and stuff like, and or like oh, yeah. uh, shops there, yeah, like way, way many years uh, ago. Because yeah, yes, yeah, Ben, yeah, ben yeah. like Joe, Joe and I know each other from from way before the Lethal yeah. Weapons. Like uh, so, it's it's you always making those sort of like uh, crazy things, and uh, <laughs> they were always quite funny. So, oh man, I'm glad you laughed at those. I I'm I look at those now and I'm like I'm like ugh. You should put them on the Little Weapon channels. Yeah. Uh, put them back on there. <laughs> they were well Sorry, funny. internet. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but um, like, well, that was well, that was one of the cool things about joining this band was like when I met uh, Aikido, he was like, 
well, we did the the uh, Adam. I don't know if you saw like the Therese Casse Bookmart music video. That was like the thing that kicked us off. I is I think so. That's the one. Oh, I believe so. I believe so. I do it. Yes. It goes, uh, Tornitz Casino Bookumart. And it was like, it's just <laughs> an ad for the, like, used bookstore it in, like, the station next to ours, you know? Right. Um, and that's how we kind of got started was, like, you know, the, the, the owner of that bookstore was like, hey, uh, like, it was a weird, it's a long story, dude, but I met that guy because I got lost when I first moved to this neighborhood in 2015. And, uh, yeah, I got lost looking for my house because I, I lost my battery. And like, <laughs> I had no battery in my phone. And I didn't know where I was, dude. And I, I stumbled across his bookstore and I walked in and he was like such this funky dude. And um, he had just like so many like CDs and DVDs of like weird movies and weird music. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, you got the Blue Hearts. Like you got their, their first two albums. And I love the Blue Hearts, mm-hmm. classic Japanese uh, punk rock band. And he's like, you like the Blue Hearts? I was like, oh, I love the Blue Hearts. And he's like, oh, my God. And we started talking for like two hours. And I was like, hey, um, by the way, man, it's great meeting you. But uh, I'm lost. Can you can you help me? He's like, you're lost? I, like, I don't know where I live. <laughs> I think it's over there. Anyway, he helped me find my house. And then we got to know each other. And he was like, hey, I'm trying to shoot a music video for my bookstore. And do you want to like just come out? I was like, yeah, sounds like fun. And then from there, like the Lethal Weapons kind of started. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, real weird story, but yeah, I got I got lost, man. It was that's how it happened. Hey, look at that. You got lost and life found you, eh? Dude. You know, yeah, man, but I like you know, you guys love Japan too, and I'm sure all your listeners can um uh, can like have some kind of sympathy to this, but like for me, Japan is just a place I wanted to go to. I don't care I didn't care how to get how I got here. Mm. I just wanted to go. And, um, and finally I, I got here, but like the catalyst for me was, was movies. Like, like, I, I mean, is that how you guys fell yeah. in love with Japan? It's 100%. the movies, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's what it was for me too. It was like, um, uh, I remember back in high school when I started like actively seeking out like Japanese culture. You know, I, I before that I couldn't di- differentiate like Asian culture. You know, mm-hmm. I knew I liked ninjas and I I knew I liked Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and stuff like that, but I didn't know the difference between like I didn't know where that came from. So when I started like actively seeking it out, like I remember my uncle was telling me how he saw this awesome black and white samurai movie on like AMC like mm-hmm. way back, and uh, he was describing it to me. He's like, "Yeah, this guy was like hiding at the doorway." He was like testing these samurai coming in and the other guy was there. He was like trying to get him to come in. And like the way he was describing it, it was so intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is it? What's the name of the movie? He's like, I was like, Oh God, I can't remember. And I was like, I was like, all right, black and white samurai movie. He's like, I was like, it, it was Japanese. All right. He was like, it was Japanese. It was an old movie. I was like, God dang it. Like the way he described it to me, I, I had to like go home that weekend and like, just Google search it. I was like, black and white samurai movie, Japanese movie. And just like a list came up and I didn't know this from that. So I just like went to Amazon and like clicked buy on 
like every movie that was on that list. And uh, that was back when like Amazon had like the one click buy, like the that button just came out. Yep. So I yanked my mom's credit card and I was like, sorry, mom. And I went click, 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 and just bought all these freaking DVDs. And the first movie that I got was Seven Samurai. I popped it in. <laughs> and that, that scene came on where like the guy was waiting at the doorway. Yeah. And I was like, this is the movie. This is it. Oh my God. Yes. And uh, I fell in love with it. It was, you know, I mean, it's like uh, practically a four hour movie. And it was the it was the criteria criterion collection. Mm-hmm. Um and so I as soon as it finished, I was like, that was fucking amazing. And I immediately <laughs> watched it again with the commentary. And I was like, what is this? Like what is the thing I just watched? Because it was completely new to me, you know? Yeah. Like everything about it was new to me. Um That's so- such a that's such a cool like intro though to start with seven samurai and then go from there. That's, Dude. that's wild. Yeah. And, and thank God for that, man. Cause you know, that opened up the, that opened up the doorway. See, for me, it was Takeshi Kitano. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'd, I'd loved watching Takeshi's castle for years. You know, it's just like uh, breakfast TV here. Yeah. Um, I loved that. And then uh, when I started studying film was the year the battle Royale came out and Hannah B uh was the first film I saw and oh yeah God. that just like set me off that set my mind on fire and I just Dude, went nuts yeah well that's another great movie to start off man yeah but I mean a little less respectful than Seven Samurai but uh but yeah. I mean uh you know but uh Kitano like he he kind of I'd say like he kind of revived the Japanese film scene in, in a way you For know sure. so yeah. And I mean the fact that he came from comedy as well. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see getting any until I became friends with Adam, and he sent me over. <laughs> he sent me over the Blu-ray, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This oh, isn't yeah, like Sonatine. This is yeah. crazy." Um, That's funny. Yeah, man. Well, look, we should we should talk a bit about Third Window because obviously you and Adam are friends. Um, yeah. What What I was going to say though, I don't know how the rights work and if you're comfortable with it, but maybe if we could put a small like. 20 30 second clip of your music in here so the audience can have a listen about what you oh i think i think that would be beautiful um i i guess i'd have to check to make sure sure, but don't worry if it it works if we're allowed to you're gonna hear uh cyborg joe and the lethal weapons right now And that was okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
I well, saw link, link, link to your, your, uh, your YouTube page because I think, uh, yeah. you know, you've got to watch the videos. It's really important. Uh, you know, they're, sure. they're amazing, amazing videos. And, uh, and for all people that do understand a little bit of Jabara Japanese, uh, that does uh, really add a lot. And, and especially things like Hoppy, because I was talking to Ben Norfair about like your song about Hoppy. And that's like a really proper, only proper Japanese nerds yeah. like will we'll know, will understand the joke behind that. And, yeah. and I was saying that when I was watching Fast and the Furious 9 the other day, and there's a <laughs> scene where Michelle, do, do you know about this? Where Michelle Rodriguez is drinking Hoppy like a beer? No. No. Like it's just there's, there's a scene oh, in Tokyo, like out of the bottle, like out of the bottle, but like like oh. like it's a beer, like like yeah uh, yeah yeah. Oh man, it's really kind of <laughs> cringe. Like why the hell is Mister Drinkers like, like like it's a beer? Like so like it's eating ramen. Yeah. Like we're really holding a chopsticks like all, all funky, and then like and <laughs> yeah. then like 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 who the fuck drinks hoppy with like ramen anyway? But then it's like just like yeah. uh just like swinging it down like it's a beer, and like it's like fucking hoppy. What are you doing? You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's like eating that's like eating ramen with a fork right yeah yeah that's that's a weird yeah that's weird but i guess like, that's see how, if you can i guess maybe that's how i drank it at first like because you know you really? got the bottle right well you know at, at, at the, like, the very first time you get it like it's like oh that's a cool looking uh a bottle and it's like what is that just what is that just carbonated water what is it like no you gotta like pour it in stuff it's like a supplement i was like oh oh okay I, was I, gonna say, I don't even know what this is so it's um what is it like tonic water or something dude yeah you could Adam, say that actually yeah yeah like it's it's basically a topper for 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 a topper for a, for a drink an alcoholic drink like if you get shoju or something like that like if you get gin you 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 usually get tonic with it right for sure yeah. so but but it comes in a big bottle hoppy because usually what you drink is you get your shot of um let's say shoju or something like that and you have the the hoppy either white or black hoppy and you do pour like some of it in, then drink that, and then get another shot put of the of the soju inside, and then continue with the mixing it with the hoppy. So it's That's a sort so of good. set. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like it, but uh, yeah, it's very very <laughs> Japanese. Uh, <laughs> it's not bad, but I found you. It's like it, it's it's you need it with like uh, you need it with your whole environment and with like um, with like yakitori. Mm-hmm. Mm. With a bunch of with a bunch of dudes or whatever, with a bunch of old guys uh, like uh, exactly like in, in Kura where where where, uh, where we shot Low Life Love. It was like this. Uh, there's a there's a bar in Megoro which um it's like a uh, yeah, sort of yeah. counter bar and it's just like the same customers every single day and they're all like eighty years old and like yeah. <laughs> every single day whatever time of day like it's just the same people there all the time. They're all <laughs> drinking hoppy like it's like that's like the yeah. you know the type of bars that I used to always love it going to and uh that's the hoppy environment just old men who are there exactly. like all day long every single day at a bar drinking exactly uh, yeah you happy hoppy <laughs> yeah like you can go you can go <laughs> you can go and get like your your ipas and your whatever your craft beers but like hoppy is it's part of the environment for me that's what i came to like love about it and yeah it's not like the most delicious thing it's kind of whatever but yeah, I just I just sort of ad- adopted it with the uh, with the environment, you know. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'll be keeping an eye for that when I come over. Yeah, you gotta try it. What I was gonna say though is like your Twitter it makes me so hungry because you guys like Dude. take photos of your food everywhere you go. And I know. 
Oh my god. It's so it's so Japanese though, man. Yeah. I, I, I never would have done that any, anywhere else, but like I know that uh and for me it's kind of like a learning experience too. Like, oh I've never had this, you know, Japanese cuisine or whatever before. I'll take a picture of it and then mm. I'll be like, what's this green thing on the left? And like the comments will blow up. They'll be like, it's not wasabi. You're not supposed <laughs> to put that much in. Don't, don't, don't do that or whatever. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks for, thanks for teaching me, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's kind of fun that way. But yeah, when I'm not like, like rocking out, I'm just trying to find good food to eat, I guess. Hell yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I love my food, but I mean, you know what's up yeah <laughs> dude so let me ask you do you have like a list of food you want to try when you get when you get to japan wow i mean everything and anything really yeah. um i'll be honest the, the thing that scares me slightly is how kind of obsessed with fish um and like the whole fish you know everything oh, yeah. from like eyes and all that um yeah. that's the sort of stuff i'm gonna have to try but you know my western sensibilities kind of doesn't sound that appealing to me but yeah um, i've heard it's like delicacy stuff and you've got to try it i don't know oh man eyes i don't know about eyes but they're they do get some weird fish that i've just never seen and they they all know like they're fish like that's aji that's sama Mm. what's what's the difference one's big and one's blue Uh, okay (laughs) Uh, but uh yeah my dad came out here once and he i i I tried to get him to try unagi which is you know, barbecued eel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Adam, not a fan. No, I love it. It's my favorite. It, it's so favorite. good. It's uh. so good. But trying to explain like it's barbecued eel to you know a seventy-five-year-old you know Midwestern American guy, he's just like, ah, I'm good. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, Dad, you don't uh, like the tenderness and the sauce and like. There's no bones. It's just it's oh with the rice and the crispiness. Oh, it's just perfect. It's like I'm not putting that in my mouth. God. <laughs> All right, Dad. Welcome. To Where's the hoppy? Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. So he'll go and like get eat a donut at Krispy Kreme. Like, I found a Krispy Kreme. Why don't you eat a donut? <laughs> Dad, it's dinner. Like you're in Japan, dude. Come on. Well, that's what I like because I love the um, Makoto Shinkai films, you know, like Your Name and Weathering With You and all these. Oh, yeah. But then you always see they go to like McDonald's there and stuff like that. So, yeah. They're even promoting it in anime now, you know. Like oh, the, man. McDonald's is, is really like, there's always a queue at McDonald's, like in Japan. Like, uh, I'm always surprised <laughs> that there's so many great, like, food and Japanese, like, like uh, izakaya and even fast foods that are similar and cheaper and better. And Japanese always bloody go to McDonald's. Like, uh, it's it's not that good, for goodness sake. I mean, uh, I don't understand how they've got all this amazing food around uh, and they go to McDonald's. Uh, I never understand, but it's always busy uh, wherever you go. Yeah. Uh, when I when I come over there, so I've only recently seen, for my sins, I've only recently seen Tampopo. Uh, oh, God. And I'm like, I'm just going to live in ramen shops out there when I come over. Oh, my God. That film it, blew my mind. Dude, that might be the best top five best best japanese movies ever made i agree the the only scene that really made me uncomfortable was the soft shell turtle that gets killed on camera oh, you know? yeah and even that's kind of like i get why they showed it because it's a reality of how that food is prepared yeah. like if you'll eat it but you won't see how it's prepared that's not really cool yeah um but it's still a tough part to see but yeah the film's amazing oh man and that movie like that 
there's so much commentary on like Japanese society, I guess. Yeah. And I, uh, it was a pretty popular film, right, Adam? Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a big film. It was a big film when it came worldwide. out. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Worldwide. So for me to see that kind of like social commentary in such a huge popular Japanese film was kind of impressive, I guess. But man, I love that movie. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, it's a firm favorite now. But it's like I said, I'm like getting on in years now and I'm like, how have I just seen this? It's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. You know, a lot of films out there. A lot of films sure, out there. A lot of there. Japanese films. I mean, uh, six hundred a year they're making. So, so <laughs> how how do you and Adam know each other, Joe? Um, <clears throat> I guess uh, I guess we met through uh, um, Uchida-san. Uh, was it through? Yeah, maybe I guess. So yeah, yeah, I think so because he was telling me like there's another person like you. Uh, like, like West, West, Westerner, <laughs> another yeah. like obsessed with Japanese uh, pop culture nerd. Westerner, like another <laughs> well, nerd. Yeah. another nerd. Uh, you guys coming over here from Nakano, uh, you know, Koenji, yeah. you know, like bloody Chuosen, you know, yeah. coming over here and and. <laughs> well, and I think uh, I, I like, bef- when I right before I moved to Japan, I I decided to make the move. Like it was 2015, and. Um, Uchida Eiji, he's the he's the guy, the filmmaker we're talking about. He did some kind of like like a mini tour mm-hmm. in the states, um, and I was living in Philadelphia at the time, and there was a Japanese dude living there who's like a producer or distributor, and dang it, I forget his name, Tetsuki Ichiji. Tetsuki, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, yeah. From, oh, uh, Adam, you know him. Boy pictures. I know him. Now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 He brought um, um, Uchida-san out there. And, um, and I was watching a lot of Japanese movies at the time and I was like, oh, this is going to be a great opportunity to meet like a independent Japanese filmmaker. So I went to his festivals and he was showing, this was right before Low Life Love. So I think it was Grateful Dead, wasn't it? Grateful Dead. Yeah. And the one before that, Metallica. Uh, Metallica, yeah, yeah. Metallica, which in Japanese, I think he calls it Dead dead bang. Bang. Yeah, yeah. Okay. which I was like dead banging. What? Wait, what kind of movie is this? <laughs> like it, like, it, I haven't thought about it like that before. Actually. Dude, like yeah, like it didn't. That gag didn't. It didn't reach my brain until later. I was like dead banging. Oh, this guy's gonna be nuts. <laughs> but I went and um, and you know Uchida-san has like won awards recently. I mean he's he's definitely climbed the ladder for sure. But. Uh, that was one of his earlier films, and I think I might like that one the best, just because it's so. Uh... Grateful Dead. No, uh, uh, Dead Bang. Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. I think it, it sounds like on paper it sounds like it should be really good, but I don't, actually I don't think the actual film itself is that. that I think Grateful Dead is, is his best film. Or it's Grateful my Dead was really good. Yeah, well, Grateful but, Dead but... really blew me away. That that kind of grounded me, because um, we watched it after that one, and I was like. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. The, the execution wasn't as cool as like the whole concept, uh, but I loved it. Like I, I, I still loved it. Um, dude, I mean, how do you describe that movie? It's like an apocalyptic, um, like a zombie, heavy metal zombie movie. Amazing. But I don't know, man. I, something about it, I loved it. I think I just loved the spirit more than more than anything. And then we watched his next film, Grateful Dead. 
and I was like, oh shit, this guy, he gets, he gets in there. Um, and then I talked to him afterwards and he was like a super, super cool dude. And then like we did, we had like a Hanabi afterwards and, um, um, drank sake with him and talked to nerded out on Japanese movies under like, uh, like, uh, uh, cherry blossoms in Philadelphia, which is like, it was just such a weird, like ethereal kind of experience like not america not japan you know what i mean mm. and but were, you, uh, were you already fluent in japanese back then then in philadelphia oh, no no i wasn't fluent then and i'm i'm not fluent now all <laughs> oh, right sorry no <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm still really really bad um but he had a he had like a translator but there was just some things oh. that but when it comes to movies it was just like do you know this movie? Yeah, I know that movie. I love that movie. I love that movie too. Ah! <laughs> There's like a, you know, it kind of transcends words to it to an extent. Uh, right. But it was it was after I that experience that I was like, all right, I've got to get to Japan. No more talking about it. I, I got to get there. Um, so he was sort of the catalyst. And finally, when I moved to Japan, I saw that like uh, Uchida-san was going to some kind of like dj event or some kind of like music thing because i knew he was like into like punk rock and kind of similar stuff that i liked so i went there and i was like oh shit this music is good (laughs) it was like ska and like punk and and some rock and stuff and i think that's when i met adam and i you might have been djing adam at that time or or i don't know if it was your party or your event but um it was definitely a, like along those lines and you were there and uh, Uchido-san was like, you got to meet Adam. And I was like, I was like, damn, Adam is much taller than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. And you looked good too. Like you were like, you looked like you listened to, um, you know, to ska punk and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, damn, this is a good community to be a part of. I don't know. Uh, good music, good movies, and it was yeah, it was good vibes. So after that, I was like, "Oh, what's up? What's up, Adam? I'm Joel. I mean, Joe." <laughs> um, and then after that, <laughs> and then after that, I uh, I tried to get to as many DJ events that Adam was doing, and as many uh, you know film screenings as as Adam was doing, because uh, he was on the right the right path. I thought so. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn, that was a long time ago now, man. Seven years. And so you hadn't even started the Lethal Weapons yet, no? No, that was right before the Lethal Weapons started. Probably a year or two, maybe. But you were acting. I mean, because you came to, I remember the, the came on, when we were raising money for um, Love and Other Cults, like we had the acting workshops and you came to to one of them. Yeah. Which is oh, really yeah. funny uh, because everyone's like really serious, and you were just t- sort of taking the piss out of them. Is is well, well funny. <laughs> like you really I said did. that you really lies in the mood. I did. Oh yeah. man, I felt I felt so bad. I was so out of place. Like yeah, everyone was really serious and like really into their characters, and <laughs> and uh, I came in and I was just like, damn, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. Yeah, but, it was, uh, but that was I great. Just... That was great. You could say you really, you really like in the mood because I was bored as hell as well watching all those really serious yeah. actors. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and I remember uh, Adam afterwards. You were like, "So, how much of like the Japanese did you pick up of, of that?" And I was like, "I'd say about twenty percent." You're like, "Twenty percent? Are you okay?" I was like, "No, I had no idea what was going on." 
I remember you yeah, do was... really well, like without understanding. I think what the other people because you were acting <laughs> with them, and I think uh, yeah, you could tell you sort of didn't understand, but you could also tell that you were you were working you your way around the situation and making it interesting, whether or not it sort of like worked with the actual dialogue yeah. or not. Yeah, so it actually was really good. Then. Yeah, it worked. It worked out really well in the end. Yeah, maybe I can read the air better than I can uh, read the language. <laughs> can know. you remember what your character was? What you were doing that day? Um. I remember I had to be, I had to be disgusted with one guy. I was like, like repulsed by him. <laughs> so I was like, really like, like, uh, you know, chummy with everyone else. And like this guy tried to talk to me. I was like, I was like, get away from me, dude. You're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, like really surprised. And I was like, and just like ignored him. And afterwards I had to apologize to him. Cause he was like, he was like, you said, you said I was like disgusting. And I was like, yeah, I, I was is it is acting, dude? I'm just, it's, it's not real. I'm sorry. He was really upset. I think he was really upset. So I apologized to him. And then uh, this other character, like Uchida-san, was like, "All right, I want you to be like a like an American producer." I was like, "All right." I just walked in and acted like a like a big dumb jerk, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like one That's of the guys cool. was, was like, he was like this actress she's she's not good we need to fire her i was like she's she's the most beautiful person in the room you cannot fire her that'd be the worst mistake if you fired the the hottest woman here no i'm gonna fire you if you keep talking that way i was being dumb and obnoxious so that's cool is that the only time you so if you got any aspirations to be an actor or is, was that just for fun um no i love acting dude like uh the theater is kind of like where uh, basically, I love performance in general, but uh, it started with like theater, uh, live sure. theater, live performance, which, um, you know, I wanted to do theater and I wanted to do acting. I love it. <clears throat> I would still love to, but um, uh, I, I think like my experience on stage and doing theater like definitely lends itself to the Lethal Weapons. Sure. Because, <clears throat> um, you know, all of our songs are in Japanese, and a lot of it, like, is Japanese that I don't really understand. Right. So I have to learn what a lot of the meaning is, like, not just the words, but also, like, the phrase. Like, why does he say it like that? And then I have to dig a little bit and realize that he's talking about something a little bit deeper than just, like, what the words mean. Um, so in a sense, I kind of have to learn the songs like I learn a script, you know, right. just repetition and, like, okay – line by line repetition and then finally like once i understand the meaning i can like uh, associate that in my in my head um man i'm so surprised i like you had me fooled completely because I, oh, I just thought that's yeah. acting baby that's acting. yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. actually i want to talk about radio because what i was incredibly surprised that is um so so ben when i did the film barbara mm -hmm. um the the that film the lead actor is this guy, Inagaki Goro. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And Inagaki Goro is, I mean, it, I don't know if you could say maybe bigger than Sudamaki. He's one of the biggest names in Japanese yeah. history. Of, right. of, I mean, so he was the, the one of the members of this band, SMAP, which are the biggest band of, of all time in Japan, of all time. Okay. And this, they, and SMAP is like, I mean, I mean, they're massive. And him himself is like sort of the very, um, intellectual part of that band like like you know you have boy bands and like you have one's the intellectual and one's like the cutie <laughs> guy you know like, like all boy bands are like that 
And he was the sort of very intellectual. And he runs a radio station now. And I was like, because, he, you know, this was the radio station was running at the time that my film was also being being released. Like, I just like one day, it's like, oh, on today's special guest, like the Lethal Weapons. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like how, how the fuck? How the hell... Is is Joe like how the hell are the lethal weapons on on Goro Inagaki's like show like it's the most absurd thing ever and I want to know yeah like talk about radio how the hell did that happen? Um, that was just Sony promoting us and um, yeah, I I honestly don't know because I remember that dude. I remember walking down. Um, I was walking around Shinjuku and I was by I think it was Kado, Kadokawa Theater. Oh man, I forgot which one, but I saw I saw a big sign a big poster for um uh Barbara and uh and I was like oh I I saw like his name on it Goro Inagaki and I was like that's so weird we're doing the thing with him like tomorrow <laughs> wow I should go see this movie right now and um and uh we did we did the radio show and man I felt like he iced me he iced me hard <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine him because I couldn't think of a Dude. further thing in the. I can't imagine he would ever even want to listen to Lethal Weapon. I mean, that, like you couldn't think of a further thing away. That is totally the vibe that I got. I was like, <laughs> honestly, like, why are we here? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but um, like, <laughs> we, you know, he was a good dude. Like he, he, um, he was so chill. Like, like. I don't know if chill is the right word, but like just, <laughs> just different. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. But you know, we took pictures afterwards. Professional, cool. professional. Yes, that's a good. He was very <laughs> professional. Um, we took pictures afterwards, and that was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I like, you know, I I think like the whole name of the game is just just, yeah, um um our our managers just kind of like throw our material like our promotion out there it's like hey you guys like this and <laughs> if a producer of a radio show likes it or or whatever you know they're like yeah come on we'll have you on um so honestly i'm not exactly how, sure how all that stuff works and how we even got on that show but yeah <laughs> was a weird one. Q, Q was on the show recently as well actually oh really yeah so like uh I guess rockabilly in, in, in the 80s, like, but uh, at the same yeah. time, you know, I can't imagine Inagaki Goro would, would uh, listen to any of that. I mean, he's just, he likes classical music and all that. I mean, we spoke about music on the set a few times and I he list, I gave him some soul records and he liked them, but like, there's a big difference between like soul records and like Lethal yeah. Weapons. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big difference. Did you pick <laughs> up, I bet you picked up some fans though from that appearance, didn't you? Maybe. Um, well, I can't imagine anybody listening to his, his his show would listen to Lethal Weapons as well. I mean, yes, like it's a completely different audience, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think a lot of the th a lot of the times it's it's either hit or miss. Um, but sometimes, in my in my opinion, I think like we spread ourselves too thin and like we kind of lose our core audience because we just mm -hmm. go fish for new audience like way out there. Sure. I'm just like, why? Okay whatever <laughs> i'm not really one to complain but you know it's because i'm kind of along for the ride of course but uh yeah 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 Do we get you... yeah go ahead sorry, sorry. i was gonna say so I, I i know that you have the one album at least but do you have multiple albums out there we have uh we have back to the 80s and then we have our our um 
we have an EP with four tracks, and uh, we just released three new singles, and um, we have a, a full album, a, a second album called Aikido and Cyborg Joe. Nice. Yeah. That's is that released already? The second album. The second album came out in February. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and we just released these. We're about to release the third single of like this new. Um, it's called the Synth Wave Project. Uh, I think that's coming out in the twenty eighth of this month, twenty sixth or twenty eighth. I'm pretty okay. bad with those dates. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. Sony on the phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. It's so funny you're talking You guys going to make a movie at some point. Uh, I, I, I can imagine a short film would work out really well. Dude, so that was kind of my whole my whole thing was like I would love to uh, – when I first met uh, Aikido, I really wanted to make a movie with him. Just like a, like a cheesy DIY buddy cop, like cyberpunk, weird mukokseki, like, yeah, action movie or whatever. Um. That was like my first, my first, like passion project with him, but he's more of a music guy. So uh, he's like, "Let's do music, and then we'll see how it goes." I was like, "All right." So hopefully that's in the works. That's awesome. But who knows? I don't know. Have you seen that new documentary? Uh, this is Gua. No, man. My buddy keeps telling me about that though. It's it's amazing. It's good, isn't it? If you're yeah. a fan of Gua, it's like must watch but like okay. just in general just as a bunch of dudes that got together and did performance art but yeah. had this like passion for horror and like gore and practical effects like they made some fucking insane films together yeah um and the bigger the band got they just kept throwing more and more money back into these films they weren't making any money they weren't <laughs> huh. you know like they were just losing money hand over fist but they were just having the time of their lives and they were like yeah. we don't care if we lost 200k but we just had the blast for a summer Oh my god, like, dude! It's awesome. It's so infectious, and yeah. all right, yeah, I, I, I should check that out. My buddy, uh, my buddy Justin, who, who just moved to, he's an American dude. I met him in Japan. He just moved to, um, to England. He, he used to work for Guar. He used to be like the dinosaur or something like that on stage <laughs> for them. Well, at the end, they have a list of everyone who's ever been in Guar, and it's like a hundred odd people. <laughs> like, okay, he's probably on that list. Justin, yeah. yeah, Justin Leeper. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's he keeps trying to get me to to watch that, but uh, I guess I guess uh, I I wasn't such a like a great. I I like Guar, like the idea of Guar. Sure. But I was never like a huge fan, not like uh, my buddy Justin. Um, Dude, me neither though. Like, so the, the reason yeah. I knew of the band was because of Empire Records. I don't know if okay. you remember that scene. Do you know that scene where he's he's eating space cakes on the sofa and he's watching a Guar music video? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he gets like sucked into the TV and then like you know he gets eaten by this alien and. <laughs> so that was like me at like twelve years old going, "Who the fuck is Guar?" Oh um, yeah, I think Guar. Yeah. I think I first saw Guar on like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, maybe sure, I was like nine yeah. or ten or something like that. Yeah, and then I saw like Jerry Springer get eaten by <laughs> on stage. Yeah. Like all the Ohio people, I'm I'm from Ohio, so like all the Ohio people know uh, Jerry Springer. Well, like, you know, yeah. it just triggered me when you were talking about how, you know, your your love is film and you want to get into film, but you're doing music. And it just reminded yeah. me of them because that was them as well. Yeah, like, yeah. They were like artists, cartoonists, filmmakers who just happened to do music as well as like performance art. Yeah, man. Um, 
I love that though, dude. Just you know, I I, I guess any way you can, like you just want to make something. Like mm-hmm. there's just some people out there. It's just like I don't care what it is. I gotta make something. It's ah, you gotta you know barf it out. That's it. Some people think about it too long. You just got to do it, and then you learn, right? Dude, exactly. And Adam, I like like that kind of reminds me of you, man. Um, just just from like the uh, the podcast, like your guys' podcast, I've been listening to. Like, I keep learning about you guys, and I keep learning more and more about Adam because mm. <laughs> uh, more than just like the music and uh, movie side. But you're the you're the kind of guy who's just like, I want to do this, and I'm gonna do it. And and it's my way, the highway, and I'm gonna do it right now. Yeah. And fuck whatever else, you know. I'm like, <laughs> dude, like people don't realize like that's how you gotta live, man. Like that's people are like, well, maybe if the thing works out where this happens, I'll be able to do it. It's like, no, dude, just you're gonna fail and it's fine. Just go do the thing. Right? That's it. <clears throat> I don't know. So I love His- uh I love hearing stories like that. I was going to say, here's where Adam says something really deprecating about himself. Wow. No, Don't compliment say, me. Stop <laughs> complimenting me. I was like, that was how I was until I had a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and I now I do, I'm not as uh, as uh, wild because I, you know, when I was doing things like Low Life Love and Love and Other Cults and all that with like Kuchida and, and all the other films, you know, it's like just not sleeping for like weeks and weeks oh. and working day and night and making those films you know without sleeping just like let's just make a film all right let's just just don't sleep and just do everything and then let's just do everything and let's go to the cinema and like have talk events every single night and then stay up to it the next morning they go back to the cinema and do it for like like six dude. weeks seven weeks non-stop i can't do that anymore i just oh uh, my god you know. dude but the, yeah you you got to do that you got, it wasn't it was yeah we all ended up in hospital with the uh, liver problems but you know yeah yeah you got to do it and you got to yeah that's how you how you get good stuff done but uh yeah i think uh when, when you have a kid and you, you know it changes things um you should um you should produce the lethal weapons film man this is uh, oh my god this is a match made in heaven Oh my god! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, how is it up there in the North Country? Yeah, you know, actually, it's uh, it's very calm. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But there's loads of uh, you know, great cinema culture here. There's even a street called Cinema Street. Huh. I'm just to, to people who who uh, might want to know. I live in a place called Morioka in uh, Iwate, and there's a street called Ega Kandori which is, it translates to Cinema Street. And basically, it's just a street with cinemas all just down there. Wow. <laughs> and there used to be seven or eight cinemas back to back. Oh my and now God. there's only four. But still, just having a street with just cinemas on it. I mean, oh it's insane. Like, uh, and each cinema is not like one screen. It's like, you know, some of them are like eight screens. How the wow. hell? So like here, cinemas are closing everywhere because they can't get the business. How can like four survive there? That's mad. Well, there were eight, and that's that's a difference. I mean, uh, you know, there's only four left. But they also, because it's like part of the culture, they they're like they don't allow Toho or Shojuku or the big chains into the the city. They're not allowed mm-hmm. in. Like they blocked off. Like so usually in Japan, where you have an Eon mall, like a shopping mall by this uh, by Eon, which make all the shopping malls. So there's always either a Toho or Shojuku cinema in there, and they're not allowed into the Eon malls in Morioka. So it's like oh. fantastic. Like just huh. to protect that 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 culture of like uh, of of having the cinema street and the cinema culture here, so it's 
it's great. Uh, and there's lots of uh, Key was here uh, recently DJing, so uh, yeah, you really? should come up and uh, yeah. Oh my god, dude! I would love that. I would have loved that. <clears throat> uh, ben, I got to tell you a funny story. Like uh, uh, back in uh, 2019. Oh, because because Adam and I used to live in the same ward in the same district. Right. We used to live in Nakano. Um, and we shopped at the same store sometime in, at Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, like, like the, that's where like the the Western and foreign foods come in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, back in 2019, the summer, we were playing the uh, the Nakano Bon Odori Festival. Mm-hmm. Bon Odori is like the like the summer. Uh, how do you call that? I don't know how to describe that. It's summer festival, like a traditional dance. Yeah, it's yeah, a okay. traditional dance. Yeah. And uh, and uh, we were playing the stage. It was like outdoors at like the Central Park in Nakano. And um, we're about to do a song, and I looked up, and I saw Adam in the in the way back of the crowd, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, <laughs> and uh, you're with the uh, Stormer, Stormer Terai, and uh, <clears throat> and I just saw Adam's like big smile, and I was like, I was like, cool, <laughs> and but I was like, I was like in mid song, and I totally like messed up the words. Oh wow! And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I had to like announce it. I was like, "Sorry, I I messed up the words. I'm sorry." And, I remember uh, that. Yeah, really. yeah. I didn't realize it was my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was like I was like, "Oh, um, yeah." I just thought That's that was hilarious. funny. And I that like is... after the show, I saw you, and I was like, "Oh, thanks for coming out." And you're like, "No, we were just passing by. We had no idea." <laughs> I was like, yeah, "What?" Yeah, I didn't know. We were just walking by, and like we went just to walk in the park, and I was like. Wait a minute, where the hell was Joe like in the parking, like singing a song? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell is he doing here? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That was it. That was pretty funny, man. It was, uh, I don't know, dude. So, like, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. My life, my life in Japan, I guess, uh, it seems to be like events like that. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, mm. it, it, it's a small world, dude. Like, it honestly is. I don't know, Adam, if you can attest to that, like, um, just being involved in like the film world here to me, it just feels like a small world, you know? Well, especially the, the, because, you know, you and I have like similar love for a certain type of cinema film. So we're not going to go and like hang out with like mainstream, just crap movies, directors and all that. So like in that sort of indie scene, you know, it is, it is quite small and and tight and uh, you do seem to see the same people everywhere. But then again, you and I are, we, we're very, we're Westerners in this very sort of right. like Japanese, 99.9% Japanese industry. So true. we do stick out and, and therefore we it's easy to spot each other. It's yeah. true. It's true. But like even like the events that, that um, you and uh, Reno would, would DJ, like in the States, I would never just like, I would never just like walk into like a, a, a DJ party and be like, oh, there's, there's Key. Oh, there's Uchida-san, you know? Oh, there's, you know, uh, awesome actor or awesome musician or awesome dj like you'd have to go i don't know man i that that life wouldn't happen to me in the states you know what i mean sure so i think i, I just got a lot of friends and i would invite them all and you knew a lot of them as well so we're yeah. like there was a big party i would just always have big parties uh and then everyone would be there so uh, yeah. everyone would have fun and uh i was <sighs> yeah. happy because everyone was having fun but yeah exactly i have a kid now and i can't do that sort of stuff anymore unfortunately yeah. i'd love to it was uh 
uh, yeah, there were great times. Uh, those uh, punk punk events we would do with Key and all that. Ah, oh, dude, I miss those. I man. miss them. Yeah, I really do uh, myself because they were so fun. We just like have so many strange people there and <laughs> just it's true. mess about playing like stuff from from our teenage years and just play punk and and, yeah. and all sort of stuff. Yeah, do it Re- reunion. Yes, I love to. Maybe. Man, so. I- I feel bad. We're not, should we talk about movies more? I feel kind of bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't be silly. This is what we wanted. Like we wanted uh, some energy and you know something right. different. So this has been great. If you want to talk about movies, though, so the Adam's big release this month is the Nobuhiko Obayashi box set. So he's doing the eighties Kadokawa years. I don't know. Are you a Obayashi fan at all? Um, Obayashi. Like I, I again, it's just he's one of those guys. I keep saying I want to, I want to get into him. I want to get more exposure into mm. his films. And um, you know, House is just one of the coolest movies mm-hmm. I think anyone could ever see. And um, I saw another one, and I always forget the friggin' title, man. I, it's either Schools in the Cro- or School in the Crosshairs yeah. or that's it. What's the other one with school in it? He's like he's got like a couple of them. Drifting classroom, maybe. It might uh, be that one. It? It's like in all of a sudden the school takes off and it's in space. Yeah. And like some <laughs> weird stuff starts happening inside. That's the drifting classroom. Okay, it might have been drifting classroom that I saw. Um I thought it was cool. I thought it was trippy and um and fun. Just not as cool as house. <laughs> uh but um yeah, and I heard you guys talking about uh, his his motorbike and her island, and uh, yeah. I kind of got intrigued by that one. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, you'll have to check out that box set when it comes out. In fact, it's probably out now, isn't it, Adam? So when we release this, so is it the seventeenth? Yes, uh, since this should be the eighteenth now, it's our, our one year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Then, so yes, uh, the the seventeenth yeah. would be yesterday, and uh, yes, it will be out uh, for everyone. <laughs> Nice. And we'll you know what? 80s uh, episode and uh, 80s Lethal Weapons and 80s uh, Obayashi. So it does tie up. Oh, shit. 80s. Could, That's I true. <laughs> connect that. We'll have to send Joe a coffee. Oh, man. Beautiful. You can't run it over anymore, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take the Shinkansen I'll, over there. Actually, you should talk about that, Adam. Like, that you. Uh, Joe actually won a competition once just by coincidence. He won, yes. Uh, he won a copy of Fish Story, I believe it was, wasn't it? The fi- you, you won a. Uh, uh, it was either was Fish it? Story or Love and Peace by uh, Sono Sion. Uh, but yeah, yes, so was that was... like a, a like a Twitter competition or something that you did? Yeah, I can't I can't remember which one I I won, but uh, um, he ran both of those movies over to my apartment, <laughs> and uh, the Sono Sion one was. To run. <laughs> yeah, the Sonosion one was my my first apartment, and then uh, yeah, I remember he ran the uh, fish story over to my my other apartment. He's like, "Do you live at the same place?" I'm like, "No, it's on the other side of town, same city, different part." Ah, like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I was gonna say though, listening to you guys talk about uh, his motorbike, her island, it really reminded me of uh, that Hiroshi Teshigahara movie, Woman in the Dunes, for some reason. Ah. Uh. Classic. Okay. Uh, very different. Sim- not not similar at all. But uh, in the films, but, but, uh, <laughs> well, it's a great in, film. That in terms of themes, though, like uh, I guess it just hearing you guys because I haven't seen it, but just hearing you guys talk about it kind of got my my brain chugging and reminded me of like the themes that might have occurred in a uh, Woman of the Dunes, like 
because you're saying like it's his it's his motorbike and it's his freedom, but it's her island, you know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's one of the dunes. Like it's that's her world, but he's the one trying to make a name for himself and trying to find his identity and you know. Maybe uh, it's more similar than, than actually that I think about it. It's been a long time since I've seen that film, but uh Well dude, that's I've what I love about it, yeah. That's what I love about Teshigahara though, is his themes of like identity and and um uh you know, trying to find yourself, I guess, and uh they're really existential films and uh I really appreciate appreciated them in college and I haven't seen them recently, so I don't know if they hold up, but yeah, Woman of the Dunes was one of those that I just like. I I watched it a couple of times. I was like, "Damn!" Like, you can you can just keep digging out meaning from you know the more the more you watch it, which I really loved. Have you seen um, any good films recently? Me? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I you've been I, touring, I, haven't you? So I suppose yeah, it's been we've been pretty busy, but. Um, there was like a there was a couple uh weeks that back in the summer where uh <laughs> dude I I just watched a bunch of Mel Gibson movies like I was like, what's <laughs> what's Mel Gibson been up to and Mel uh, Gibson Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson Mel Gibson <laughs> uh so I had I just wanted to go check out some of his later like his recent movies because I heard Oof. that he's he's kind of making a splash but uh dude he's but but he's been making some decent movies has he well the director of Bone Tomahawk uh, did oh, one. Drags yeah. Across Concrete. Yeah. yeah Dude, yeah, yeah. I watched that and I was like, That's amazing. Whoa. Yeah, that's a great it, film. It rocked me, dude. I was like, ah, I did not expect that. <laughs> Whoa. It, it got brutal. Yeah. And I was like, That's a pretty good movie for Mel Gibson to play, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I wanted to see uh, Fat Man, where he's like, he plays Santa Claus. And like, there's like a bunch of hitmen trying to come and kill him. But he's like, he's Santa Claus, so he's like trying to like, like. I've not even heard of that, dude. It's it's hilarious, but it's he's he's playing Santa Claus. <laughs> and uh, and damn it, I forget the uh, actor's name. Um, he was in um, Hateful Eight. He was like the mm-hmm. the new the newly appointed sheriff or whatever. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Walton Goggins. Yes. He's yeah. like one of the hitmen who comes after him. Okay. And he's great. Um, And uh, there was, a, yeah, there was another terrible movie, though, called, I think it was called Hot Seat. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I got into these Mel Gibson movies, and I was like, I... Hey, man, it's on brand. I get it. <laughs> I, dude, I always liked Mel Gibson. I can't help it. I just, I just always liked him. Um. But when I saw Dragged Across Concrete, I was like, okay, dude, what else did this guy do, this director? And that's when I watched Bone Tomahawk. And then, Ben, you posted the things yeah. on Twitter. And I was like, whoa! I was like, that nightmares, trauma! Ah, it's coming back! I've seen that film so many times, and every time that scene makes me, like, sick to my stomach. It's oh, so brutal. Dude, I started watching that movie, and I turned white and started sweating. Yeah. And, and I know, like, this is a podcast you can't see me but i have my i have my hands in front of my face and i was watching it like this i swear to god yeah. i'm like oh, oh it's it's how oh. like it's how like naturally it just transitions to that dude like, oh yeah. now we're just talking to a guy that's getting cut in half 
and we're telling him we're going to avenge his death, but it's just done in such a like matter of fact manner. <laughs> Dude, he gets scalped. They yeah. shove his scalp in his mouth, turn him upside <laughs> down, and hack him in half. And I'm like, surely they're gonna cut. Yeah, no. And the only cutting they did was through his body. <laughs> and I was like, I was like Ross. I was like, I was like, uh, God dang, what's his name? Um, who's the sheriff? Kurt Russell. I was like, Kurt Russell, just stop talking, dude. Just, <laughs> just let it go. Yeah, just, yeah. just let him. Just let him cut. Just let him cut. Just go to the other scene, please. <laughs> Brutal, man. Yeah. But um, he, the signs of a good you, movie, right? Have you seen Brawl on Cell Block 99 as well, his other one? No. That's oh, that's a that's film. That's amazing. Man. Yeah. You know, like, there's something about, like, <sighs> jail and, like, metal and concrete that just, dude, the, the name of that movie just makes me, like, it makes my anus pucker. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I can just feel someone getting their head smashed on the ground, and it. I'm sure it happens in the movie in some in some aspect, and it kind of makes me pucker. Okay, yeah, Um, it definitely does, (laughs) dude. I like that's the thing. Like, I'm getting older, and I'm like, I used to love like these violent, over the top movies, but now I'm like, oh man, I just get sweaty, cold chills when I watch them now. (laughs) <laughs> i'm kind of the opposite you know like i watch so much fucked up stuff and horror yeah. i just watch horror constantly and um nothing much affects me and wow. then certain films do like i don't know why but bone tomahawk does uh you know there's there's just certain ones out there that just yeah but i really. love i love what she says i guess i shouldn't should i spoil it i don't think it's a spoiler but <laughs> it was my favorite it was my favorite line in the movie she's like the wife of mm-hmm the guy when they go into the cave and get her she says you're all you're idiots you're all idiots you know what makes frontier life hard it's not the indians it's not sickness it's idiots (laughs) and i was like i was like damn because yeah they're all idiots and they're all talking about how like we're smarter than them and that's the only advantage we have going into this we're smarter than them we got to keep that to our advantage I was like, yeah, no, they're all idiots. <laughs> they all think they're smarter than what they are. And yeah, but she's, she was a cool character. She was like the doctor and, you know, she was the and only one like not terrified in like the, the face of death and everything. And I was like, I was like, damn, what a cool, what a cool character. I love that. Yeah. See, in a, in a sea of male characters, she was a standout. So that's yeah. so cool. Um, we we've kind of got away from Japanese cinema, but I'm if you sorry. are a fan, no no no, if you are a fan of S, uh, S. Craig Zahler's stuff, he's written loads of Western horror books. Mm. Um, yeah, like Wraiths of the Broken Land and A Congregation of Jackals. They're so good. That's so, cool. If yeah, if you're I interested saw, in that. Didn't he have another book coming? Is that the director? Yes, he's he an has... author first though. Yeah. Okay, and I saw he had like another book coming out about uh, UFOs or some sci-fi oh, book. Really? Yeah, he's nice. got a sci-fi book coming out, which looks kind of intriguing. Damn. Well, yeah, uh, dude. But let me try to get back on topic. Like, I can't, I can't remember uh, the last Japanese, like the the really good Japanese movie I saw lately. Actually, I, I just have a what a, have a question because when we were talking about Stardust Brothers the other day, I think uh, all three of us on Twitter maybe you wrote something. Uh, 
and maybe Ben was talking about Stardust Brothers and you said, oh, I haven't seen it. I was under the impression that, that you saw it or I invited you to the screening in Tokyo when we did a screening at the Foreign Correspondence Club. Did did I, did I you not come or did I not invite you? I thought no, I you never would have loved the film. So I think, um, I think I remember that. And uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I, I never made it out. And um, and I saw your release for it, and I was like, God damn, that looks like a fucking awesome movie. And I, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I suck, dude. I don't know what it is. I cannot. That's a film that you can describe to someone, and they go, that sounds fucking cool. I'll listen. I'll watch that. Yeah. And then it's so much better than you were expecting when oh, you see God it. damn it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, and like, uh, didn't you did you release the soundtrack too, or the record or something? Yeah, yeah. and actually, one of the, the the DJ events that I had with Key, I don't know if you came to it in Megoro with with Reno and Key, was the lead actors of that film as well, uh, Kan Takagi. Oh, I remember so that I thought, dude. I yeah, you that. you you were there, I think. Uh, but and I I'd assumed that you'd seen the film, but you've got to watch that film. I tell you, you'd, you'd really love it because it's what just like it? Japanese eighties punk new wave rock, like. Insane yeah. insanity, like Phantom of the Paradise type of uh, yeah. of over the topness. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll send you a copy because uh, you really need to see that film. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I think I I think I was there that night. I'm not sure if that was like um, I think it was like the last one you had, dude, before Corona hit. Like Tezuka was yeah. there. Yeah, so Tezuka and Kat, because Kan Takaki, the actor from that film, was there DJing. Uh, and and Tezuka was was at the was at the event as well. I think that, yeah, that was the last one we did, and it was like a proper because yeah. Kan Takagi is like a really famous rapper. He was the first ma- person who brought rap to Japan, like as like made it mainstream. Yeah, and like I knew him only from the Stardust Brothers, and he's like apparently this massive rapper, famous rapper. But this rapping is pretty crap, to be honest. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like Japanese just can't rap. I mean, like, well, can I? It's, it's like the katakana thing goes down yeah. to it as well. Like, you yeah. know, like they just they just really, really shit rappers. Like, it just doesn't work with the language or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He, he became super, super big as a rapper, and like. It in was the sort 80s. of un- unknown to me in in no in the nineties actually oh, okay. because uh, but this was so before rap he was in like a sort of like new wave punk band as okay. was the other guy from the film and like that film is is like proper of its time like Tsubaki House did you ever have you ever heard about Tsubaki House it was like the the most famous like club in the eighties of Japan mm. where they would play like punk and, and all that sort of stuff and uh, no I don't know the film was, the film was shot there as well damn so it's like really capturing like Japan eighties. Like yeah. I, so, you you got to watch that. I, I'm, I'm I know. sure you love it. I really, yeah. I really need to watch it. And I remember that night too, dude. Because, um, I mean, not only was that like the last DJ event you had, um, but I think you or or maybe uh, Uchida-san was like, "Yeah, Tezuka's here. Do you want to go meet him?" And I was like, I was like, ah, um, <laughs> um, no. I was like, yes, I do, but not now. Can I have a, like another beer? And then, like, it just never happened. Uh, and that's how I am, dude. Like, when I want to watch a movie, I'm like, I'm going to watch this movie. But I need to be in, like, the right mood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I can't just be like, I'm going to watch this movie right now. No, I have to, like, set my mood. But that's dumb. I got to stop doing that. <laughs> I just watch the freaking movie. What's well, the thing we were talking about earlier. You know, if you think about it too much, you'll never do it. Exactly. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, man, I know it's getting late as hell over there, and you've you've been very generous with your time. Uh, 
I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It's been such a pleasure. Hey, yeah. Um, thank you guys for for asking me to come on. Um, sorry about all the tech issues before. I would have loved to talk uh, uh, for hours longer, um, especially about movies and Japanese movies and everything. Well, I think maybe but, uh, if – I don't know how you feel about this, but we could make this an annual thing for our birthday. We'll have you back on. <laughs> well, that'd be cool. I'll try to bring more of a party vibe next time. <laughs> Adam had the, the best joke states. earlier when uh, you were having trouble with your tech. Adam oh, no. was like, maybe he's so 80s, he's got like – 80s tech in there. <laughs> I'll get a Galakay or something like that. Like, you're gonna, yeah. But you're saying, just look at my phone. I was like, he's got a Galakay, doesn't he? <laughs> or proper, proper 80s keeping with the Galakay. I was yeah. like, the dudes are a Sony music artist. Like, motherfucker's gonna have audio equipment sorted. And like, nah. <laughs> nah, dude. I, I got all the equipment except I don't have the cables. It's, yeah, it's just weird. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm so glad we finally got it working. And, yeah, yeah, I'm like, honestly, I'm such a fan. I've been so excited to speak to you, and you're just such a nice, easy guy to talk to. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I've been looking forward to, to meeting you as well. I Like I said, I appreciate what you're doing uh, on Twitter and promoting uh, Japanese films and obscure films. And Yeah, man. I hope people keep, keep reading it and um, watching movies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Movies. Well, we'll definitely keep in touch, and uh, hopefully, if I can come to Japan next year, you can get me on the uh, on the tour circuit with you somewhere. Yeah, dude. potentially Tokyo. You'll be in there. So help me out here. So if people aren't following you yet, um, you're Cyborg Joe Two on Twitter, right? Yes. The number two at Cyborg Joe yeah. Two on Twitter, Cyborg Joe on Instagram. Um, if you want to watch our music videos, just um, uh, type in the lethal weapons on youtube i really um, recommend doing that um 80s action star you are motherfucker um <laughs> <laughs> shulioken don't come <laughs> shulioken doesn't come out uh, that's right yeah the you are motherfucker is a hard one to uh, get my mom to watch it's like, one of my favorites it's the lyrics are so funny for that one yeah but that's yeah. another one where uh like you know, my mom and dad were like, "This song is called You Are Motherfucker.'" I'm like, "Yes, it is," and they're like, "They're like, that's deep, man." And I'm like, "No, no, no! Like, it actually, it's, it's, they, the lyrics are saying something about like work mentality and work culture, and uh, and you know, the people who kind of live on the outside um, in this society. So there is a meaning in there, but." You know, it's also fun to say you are a motherfucker. That's what it should be, you know? Yeah. It's a release of energy, it's exactly. fun, but there's a little meaning under there too. Yeah, so I, I recommend, um, like you said, Ben, like uh, checking out checking out the YouTube because the videos definitely are complement the, the songs. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll put a bunch of links in the uh, description for this episode. Um, I can see Adam, he's got you a copy of Stardust Brothers already. <laughs> getting getting got to I got it got it for you with the CD and c- soundtrack oh is God, in there as yeah. well. So do you have a CD player? I, I don't know if anybody does. Have <laughs> do he's I? got an eight track, dude? Dude, I don't think I do. Talk to Sony; they'll send you one. <laughs> yeah, they make them for goodness' sake. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go buy just like a boombox or something like that, man. Just a just I'm pretty old... sure it's um, streamable on Spotify as well, if you look it up. 
Oh, the soundtrack. It's not. Oh, no, the soundtrack. It, maybe in Japan it is actually, but um. Anyway, you put the CD in your DVD player, and, and the music will come out. Uh, okay. Like okay. Or, or put it in your your. Uh, if you if, if computers nowadays have DVD players or CD players, you can rip, rip the tracks and put them on your. Right, right, phone right, or whatever. right, right. Well, I don't know. Whatever people listen to. Right on, dude. <laughs> Man, but yeah, that's awesome. Joe, you rock. Thanks again. Thank you guys Adam, for having me. What do you want to do? You want to talk about Obayashi one more time? You got the box set just come out. Just uh, yeah, please, please have a have a go at it. <laughs> Jeez, honestly, this, this guy—I don't know how he's got so successful with his marketing skills. I'm not successful at all <laughs> because I've got such crap about marketing skills. So yeah, you got to head over to Terracotta Distribution. It's got a four-disc Blu-ray set. Uh, I think then four films have never been released, have they, outside of Japan before? Not in the West. I think maybe one of them has been released in Hong Kong, but uh, yes, uh, they're all with new masters and, and yes, very nice. Yeah. Audio wow. commentaries, interviews. I got an interview with Obayashi's daughter, which is fucking awesome. Um, wow. Video essays. There's a booklet filled with essays as well. So yeah, if you're an Obayashi fan, it's um, it's amazing. So yeah, Damn. thank you so much for joining us, guys. It's been a year, but uh, yeah. Here's congrats to on your year, year. yeah Thank congrats you, to you guys hope it keeps <laughs> keeps going yeah we'll keep on keeping on but yeah keep it on and uh we'll catch you next time on the third window films podcast two flights up by the third window from the right two flights up by the third window from the right The third window from the right Two flights up That's the one with the shade pulled down That's the one where